And we are back in your lives on this March 25th, 2021. You're going to have three of us today on Cellar Dwellers, Sean, Pat here now, and then Nick's going to join us in just a little bit. It won't be too long of an episode today, Pat, okay, because, you know, like I said, in the past couple of weeks, we're in the cycle of like, well, we have a couple of things to talk about, like the NBA trade deadline and then March Madness, of course, maybe some UFC fights as well. But, you know, the Flyers are in their slew of games. They're just playing the same teams over and over again, and the Sixers are still top of the East. But we'll talk about some moves the Sixers made. But we won't, you know, we won't go into detail about the past couple of games they played too, too, too much. Uh, but we will get right into sports today, Pat, since, you know, the de- trade deadline has given us plenty to talk about. And March Madness, I will not even go on to tell you that it is National Lobster Newberg Day or National Tolkien Reading Day. I won't even go into detail about that. You know, if you're if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings, you already knew that it was National Tolkien. I don't read. Yeah, it was if you're a fan of the Lord of the Rings, you already knew it was National Tolkien Reading Day any day. But you should get into reading, Pat. I actually I don't read too too much, but when I do read, I, I enjoy it. I read Twitter. I don't think many people probably read a hard book anymore. Like I said, every now and then I do it, but I not- think I think now, like, the less people read, like, when they do read, they kind of become, like, fool themselves. <laughs> like, they I, like to tell other people that they read. You know what I like, mean? Like like I just did. Like, I just did. I, well, I how often do you read? Not too often. Not too often. Like, I have, like, I have a handful of books in my bedroom, I'd say. Probably about 10 or so that I've read in, like, let's see. Yeah, probably about 10 that I've read in, like, past year or so. Like, if you're an adult that reads, like you put that on your resume now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Adam, I also read books. Hobbies, reader. And you're like, oh, you're higher. You're higher. Technical skills, reading. You know, because it's not even going to, you're not, not even going to need to read. And you ever hear that, uh, like Elon Musk on the Rogan podcast? And he's like, they're going to implant a chip into our brain and we're just going to be like as smart as a computer. We're going to know about every book anyway. We'll just do a quick little spark notes in our brain. Not even have to read ever. Anyway. Let's uh, get on to the sports. What, you want to start with March Madness or the trade deadline? Because both. Uh, let's start with March Madness. Oh, okay. All right. I was going to go trade deadline, but yeah, because because I don't even think Sammy made a a, a bracket. Okay. Well, first off, I got to bring up my bracket. You made one, right? I did. Yeah. Okay. Mine. I was just doing mine at work. Like it's a little work bracket, and it was going fantastic. On the first day, I only had a couple games wrong. But then it's really gone downhill because, number one, well, first off, let's talk about the biggest surprise of the tournament, Oral Roberts. 15 seed, yeah. 15 seed in the Sweet 16, no one saw that coming. It, made, it was really close to being um, Oral versus Moorhead. Yeah, that's, it was very close. I think that's what everyone was rooting for, just for the, uh, the jokes and stuff. Another team, of course, again, Loyola Chicago joined. Or, oh, I said Nick, Nick Zambella joined. Loyola Chicago is in the Sweet 16 as well. Yes, yeah, so I had them in Sweet 16. No, you didn't. Did you really? No, I do, yeah. Oh, so that, that's got to be really helping your bracket. And it Nick, is, yeah. Nick, Nick just joined. Nick, just to keep you updated, we literally just did the intro. I think he's still connecting to audio, so I'm going to have to repeat myself anyway. Nick, I just wanted to say welcome to the show, my friend. We just got done the intro. We're talking March Madness and stuff like that right now. Word. What's up? Yeah, man? I actually have Loyola in my Elite Eight. 
Matt, so. dude, you right might have a really good chance at that because I didn't expect them to be that good. I had them winning. I'm riding Sister Jean, but not like <laughs> that. I only had them winning one game, and then <laughs> I, I was going to say <laughs> something that would definitely get cut from this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, I got got to keep it a little bit clean, man. I got to keep it a little bit clean. Uh, but I had a, only winning one game. But dude, they can play. Like they are a scrappy team. They hustle. And the worst part about it, like I always said, the worst type of basketball player that I just don't root for is the guy that like looks exactly like me, like someone who looks like they can't play, but they're really, really good. Because I'm like, well, I, I could have done that, man. And it makes me feel bad about myself. But, man, Loyola Chicago is a real team. And I said, whatever relationship Sister Jean's got with that man upstairs, I need Sister Jean to pray for me. Because whatever she's praying and asking for, man, it's working. She has got the, like, she's got she's, the magic She's truck. praying for rebounds. Yeah, man, she's playing. <laughs> Literally. Like, she actually just paid, like, she... They they took an, an excerpt of her uh, of her prayer and it was like, we hope to get uh, thirty rebounds tonight. Yeah. Listen, if they win a national in you all your glory, yeah. And she's can. like, and the fighting a line, and I only shoot thirty percent from three, so I think we can take them with our defense. <laughs> she's Listen, a stat. She's a statistician. If they if they win the national championship somehow, they need to make a sister Jean statue. Okay. And I, I'm against Sister Jean right now because she busted my bracket. She did. I didn't. I like I said, only one game for them. So Sister Jean, I'm a little anti Sister Jean at the moment. But you know, it'll be a cool story if they keep. They made the Final Four a couple of years ago, right? Uh, yeah. Something absurd. Exactly. Yeah, it was. Re- they were really, really close to a championship. So maybe this is the year. Another Cade Cunningham busted my bracket. That's another thing. I cannot believe I had Oklahoma State in the championship game against Gonzaga. And after the first game they played against Liberty, and it was way too close, I knew I was screwed. And then they went on to play Oregon State, which I picked I picked that up, said Oregon State versus Tennessee. But once I saw the first game Oklahoma State played against Liberty, I knew I was in trouble. And, and Iowa uh, really choked. Iowa, yeah, they did too. They just lost to uh, Oregon. V, no, was, was it VCU? Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. Yeah, VC. So I that big that. guy dropped like thirty six points, and they still lost. Okay, so here's the, here's the rest the, of their team. Here's the thing: I was upset about that game because I had VCU beating Oregon, and Oregon looks you know looked good, but I was like, dang, I kind of, that busted my bracket because I had VCU winning a couple games because of the COVID stuff. It ruined me, but it is what it is. Uh, Pat, who's your final four? Nick, I know you said you didn't have a bracket. It's a joke. Uh, I had Gonzaga, okay. B- BYU, Baylor, and San Diego State. You had, Oh, so you're butchered. You're chalk. Not really. I mean, well, for my final four, yeah, but like. That, I mean, that's huge. Your final four. I have six good. teams out of the Sweet 16. Yeah, I'm not winning anything. Okay. But I, I still have uh, Gonzaga and Baylor in the championship. So I that's have. good. Okay, I don't. I had like I said, Gonzaga and Oklahoma State. Um, my final four is Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, Oklahoma State. A little bit of a vanilla bracket because it's all one seeds except Oklahoma State. But I was betting on COVID, just like with all the craziness that COVID brings. I was just betting that like the the vet teams like Gonzaga, like Gonzaga, I have winning. Like a vet team like Gonzaga, I had more trust in. So. A little bit of an of a vanilla bracket, but I had to do it. 
I was in, but someone at my bracket at work, their elite eight was all one seeds and two seeds. I was like, oh, come on. You can't do that. Oh, one and twos in the elite eight. No upsets like that. That's vanilla. I'm against the vanilla bracket. That's what I was thinking, dude. I just went off like, do you have the um, the March Madness app? No, I was too late to that. I did a paper one. Okay, well, either way, like you can fix or like you can pick like which stats, uh, like at least you could at the beginning, like to match up. Like when you look at the matchups, you could pick which stats you wanted. So like I picked my stats and I, might, I think I might have said this like last week or something. And that's like what I based the games off of was like the bar graphs, like going <laughs> further left or right. That's what I based it off. Of. So that's yeah. why I had BYU and San Diego I, State. And the thing is, though, I didn't watch too much college basketball this year, so I'm, hardly any, to be honest. So I'm not going to pretend to be an expert, but uh, I kind of just went. I went with my gut. I went with my gut and what I what I thought to be true. So that's holding out so far. Like I think I'm in third place. I have a chance to win it all in the work bracket. So we'll we'll see what happens. Speaking of work, like our listeners of the show know, I work at a golf course at the moment. You guys been out golfing this season, right? How, how's that going? You got the knocking the dust the dust off. Uh, it was pretty good. I mean, we we uh, we hit like two balls off every tee, but hey, I'd be hitting like. I'd be hitting like five, probably even more, not even, probably 10. I can't golf, man. I was, I always think like I'm going to get into golf and I can't do it. But Nick, how do you play? All right, man. Yeah. All right. You know, it's just good to be back out in the sun and I just, in the winter time, I just don't go outside. So whenever it gets warm, it's nice to do something, just getting some vitamin D. Are you, a, are you guys spring people? You guys like spring, like in your, if you're to rank the seasons, number, number one. Summer is number one for you. Spring yeah. two, fall three, winter four. Oh, I'm okay. I'm fall one, summer two, and then I have winter three. Spring's my least favorite season because I can't stand the allergies, dude. I'm like sneezing my head off all season. I love you the. You just got to take a lot of Claritin D. Yeah, I know. You got to take. You need. You got to take the Claritin, dude. But if you forget the Claritin, and you go to work, dude, your days your days chalked. It's just absolutely done. But um, yeah. Where was I going with it? We were still talking March Madness, right? What do you guys think of Nova? I had okay, so I had them in my Sweet Sixteen, and they're playing Baylor, right? Yeah, I mean they, they should definitely get blown out by Baylor. Yeah, so they but, they have lived up exactly to my expectations, but I didn't know Gillespie was out because, like I said, I haven't really watched yeah. that. I mean, they game. got they got two easy teams. Right, they played two easy teams. Winthrop and in, in North Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of helped me because, I mean, thank God Purdue choked in the first round because that that guy gave me that, and I only and then I had Nova beating Purdue, and they may not have actually, you know, you see what I'm saying. It helped me. Yeah, we went up against worse teams, so I had them losing to Baylor, and then I had Texas. I actually had Texas Tech in my Elite Eight, but yeah. You want to hear something crazy? I had North Texas winning, and then I had them beating Nova. And uh, and then losing to Baylor. Yeah, that that's a crazy. You were right, and that was your Cinderella then. <laughs> kind of. My the mean uh, green. Yeah, the mean green. The mean Joe Greens. What about that? The uh, did you see like the dad from North Texas with his iPad filming? Yeah, that was that was best. great. <laughs> no, I, I did not see that. I have to look that up. It looked like the dude had like a movie screen. <laughs> yeah. Parker, his son really- was like the only good player on the team, and like he just was. The like the single fan, and he had a big iPad. His son was sick. <laughs> yeah, Parker, are you in like a 
are you, is this just like a bracket you made for yourself? Or are you in like, I just, a, yeah, I just made it for fun. Okay. So you're not competing against anyone. Nope. See, we should have done one for the podcast. See how we, cause we know we did the playoff picks, but we should have done like an ESPN one for the podcast, but yeah, we we'll get, we'll, we'll do that next year. Too late now. Uh, we'll keep it updated. We'll keep updating this as we go on. Um, maybe next week we'll check out what happens at the Elite Eight and stuff like that. That happens this weekend, March. We have 27th through the 28th is the Sweet 16. 29th through the 30th is the Elite Eight. So if we record next week, we should be getting ready for the Final Four, which is April 3rd. And then the April 5th is the championship game. Ooh. Yep, that's right, Nick. Nick's excited. Uh, let's let, let's talk free agency, though, and then we'll just wrap up on the uh, a big UFC fight this weekend. Uh, so, yeah, NBA free agency is my favorite time of the year, fellas. I love how, like, in the NBA, all these deals are always going down. Players are always moving, and I love it. And let's focus on the Sixers deal first, and then we'll get in the other ones. George Hill comes. We get rid of Tony Bradley and Terrence Ferguson. Was it a couple picks, right? It was a three second round picks, but they're in like 26 and 27. Okay. See, those picks to me are meaningless because right now I'm in win now mode. And oh, oh, by the way, it's a three team deal. Oklahoma City also got Austin Rivers from the Knicks. And I would have liked to see Austin Rivers come here, to be honest, you know, play with his pops, pops coaches him. And I've always been an Austin Rivers fan ever since his. Uh, hoop mixtape days. He had that. He had a crazy like high school highlight. One record. of the best to make the ball's life. Yeah, mixtape. one of the best. One of the best. And then he had the. I was a life is ball and life is ball. <laughs> and then he had the Duke buzzer beater in that. Uh, was it against North Carolina? I think it may have been. Yeah, yeah. I've always been an Austin Rivers guy, so I would have loved to see him play here for his pops. But I'll take George Hill. How do you guys feel about the deal, Pat? Um good i mean he's a good guard to have oh, now let, me, he's let, me, to handle the ball. let me say this because we were at, we were in talks for kyle lowry and it seemed like we were almost favorites to get kyle lowry but i heard they wanted matisse maxi and two picks so hearing that was the asking price for lowry how do we feel that we got george hill because a lot of people were like uh, george hill's great but we could have had all you know six time all-star I mean, kyle lowry it's safer, but like, uh, I don't know if they did it, I wouldn't be like, Oh shit, we're losing our picks. I'd be like, all right, now, now we're like, we're all in like, this is, this is the year that we have to win. Right. But I still think that this is the year you got LeBron is injured out West. He's out like four to six more weeks, by the way, Anthony Davis is in. No, I'm not saying we're count we're we're out of it, but like, if we, if we pick up Kyle Lowry, it's like, we're definitely like, we have, it's, Finals or bust. I still, but I'm what I'm trying to tell you is I still think it's finals or bust because LeBron AD injured. The Clippers obviously are flaky. I mean, they just got the deal done today to bring Rondo. They got rid of Lou Williams. We'll see what happens. I know they were in talks to sign Rondo in the offseason. It never happened. They ended up getting the trade done for it, but they had to lose Lemon Pepper Lou. By the way, I'm having Lemon Pepper chicken tonight, boys. Lemon Pepper Lou go back to Atlanta, where which I'm sure he's going to love. You know, Magic City. Lou Will's probably very happy, although he's going to a bad team. Uh, and anyway, back to the the Sixers. I'm in win now mode because I see the rest of the NBA as uh, how am I going to put this? Well, I should say I just think it's wide in a weak state. Yeah, weak state, and I think it's wide open, and I think worth it. 
we have I know chairs. I know what you mean, but like the reason I'm saying it's not finals or busts is because since we didn't give up those picks and since we still have those bench players, uh Maxi and and Matisse who are young guys who can develop, that means we can keep this team together and then like we can still draft guys and like keep the same starting starting guys and maybe develop Maxi and Matisse and we can win a championship later on. And like if we get Kyle Lowry, we're giving up two first round picks probably within the next two or three years, right? Yeah. So that's that's not good. Um, then we're giving up Maxi and Matisse. Maxi's not that big of a deal, but Matisse is like he gets legitimate minutes, right? Yeah, he's he's part of our identity, our defensive identity. Uh, Kyle Lowry's on a uh, the end of his contract. You don't know if he's going to resign. So like this year is the year that you have to you have to try to win the championship, right? Plus, we can yeah. still trade them next year for somebody else. Right, right. And I, but I think my logic behind it was I think that this is the year regardless of getting Lowry or not. And if you get Lowry and say you had to get rid of – if you got rid of, say, Maxi and some picks, we'll do the deal. We'll say the Matisse, Maxi, and two picks, and you bring on Lowry. Do you think you get better or worse? Better. Better. And I think this is the year to do it like regardless of if we get him or not so bringing him on makes us better and increases our chances to win i was in for it i was in for the lowry dude yeah me too that's what i'm saying is but like the fact that we didn't do it uh and i don't doesn't make this a championship or bust team this year so you don't think if the the sixers don't make the championship you're not going to be disappointed no because they still have a good team and they still have a lot of they still have a lot of like assets i can at the end of the year, I think the only team, like I said, the only team that I don't think the Sixers would be favorited against is Brooklyn. But I still think who knows what's going to happen with Brooklyn. Like Kyrie's a roller coaster. Like you never know how that guy's going to feel on a certain day. They've been riding James Harden's back for weeks now. Um, I, I think KD's been like injured, you know, or something like that. Or there's some he had a COVID protocol earlier, and he was sitting out for a while. So. With everything being the way it is, I think it's wide open, and the Sixers have such a good team. They're very well coached. I think I thought this was the year. I thought we could have just gone all in. I mean, Parker, I think we discussed this on the way to the gym earlier this week. You never know. Up, okay, so up until this point, this is the best Sixers team we've had with the Embiid Simmons duo. Yep, it's the best one. We have we're already like you know top of the East you know you know all the I'm not saying I didn't want Kyle Lowry like I know. I'm just saying I know that what you're saying since we didn't get him I'm not like I'm not worried about it that much. Oh, I know what you're saying, but I'm saying, but you also never know going forward if this team is going to be as good as it is today. You don't know Embiid's going to play like Embiid's playing at a ridiculous level this season. I know he's been sitting out, but he's playing at a ridiculous level. Ben Simmons looks like a defensive player of the year. Like I'm not sure if these guys are going to play any better than they are right now with the pieces they have around them, with the coaching they're getting. And if adding Lowry makes you that much better, like this is the year I really have a, I see, I see it happening. And sure it might happen in the future, but to be honest, those they're going to be like late first round picks anyway. They're not going to be worth that much. So who who knows? And who knows when you're going to have a guy like Max, he's going to contribute to your team anyway. Like, Nick, I know you said he could be tradable next season or something, but right now he's not providing anything for us. And who knows next season? I don't really see him getting that many more minutes next season if we still have like Shake and guys like that around. So I just thought it was a deal that could have been done. I'm not 
terribly upset. You know, we got George Hill. I think he's going to be a good guy to run the offense. He's a shot creator. He, I know he's not having a, his last year. He's a, I think he may have led the NBA in three point percentage. It was something he has ridiculous stats from last season from three. I think he shot like 45% or 46% from three. Yeah, last yeah. Year. And it's, it's down this year, but he's still, he's good from three. He's a good free throw shooter. He can make he can shots with the ball. Yeah, and he can run an offense. You can bring him as like a second or third guy to run the offense. You know, like if Shake gets hurt late in the season, God forbid, or something, like he's a good point guard to bring off the bench. Yeah, and he's been around vets. He's been around LeBron. He's been around uh, Giannis. He's been around stars. Then he played in Utah for a while too, with like um, Mitchell and and Rudy Gobert. You know, we you know can I hardly say his name without <laughs> vomiting in my mouth. But no, he's been around the guys. He's a vet. But going from thinking about getting Lowry to getting him, you know, it is what it is. But I'm happy. I'm happy with it, and especially for the asking price. I don't think we had to give up too, too much. Terrence Ferguson never played, and Tony Bradley looked good. Um, but when Embiid comes back, he's not going to play any minutes anyway. So who yeah. cares? Who cares? So I'm really happy with the George Hill deal. Um, a couple other deals went down. I know Oladipo went to Miami. I know they, they've had, like, some mutual, like, wanting for each other like they all the one in miami and miami wanted him so that deal finally got done the rockets are in a full rebuild they finally ended their 20 game losing streak but they're in a full rebuild the magic officially chalked things up with their team and vucevic went to chicago gordon went to denver and uh evan fournier went to boston and that that'll help boston i think the evan fournier signing because it gives him a shooter it gives him a good shooter because the problem with Boston, and I don't think Boston people will admit this, is that Tatum and Tatum Brown are are really, really good players. And they've gotten better each season, but they're not making other players around them better. So I think having a guy like Fournier come to this come to their team, it definitely makes them a little bit better. It definitely makes them a little bit better. But I I think that Boston fans will have trouble admitting that like Tatum and Brown like do not make they're just they're just scorers. That's yeah, they, it. They don't make other players. They're better. very good. They're very good scorers, and and I'd say probably pretty good defensive players as well. Yeah, I think if, if Boston were smart, like I would honestly get rid of Brown and I'd just build around Tatum. That's what I would do. Almost do it like a Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, it's like yeah, style. that's a good example of it is. I mean, everyone compares him to Kobe, but like Kobe was not a ball. He was not like a facilitator at all. He, they always had a point like, guard. Mean, meaning them. he was the one taking the shots. Like he wasn't trying to get yeah, shots. Yeah, like they always had a point guard that, to compliment him like yeah, at the same had, time. Yeah, Derek Fisher, Steve Nash for a little bit. Right. And then, you know, Lonzo Ball for – no, actually not Lonzo Ball. It was D'Angelo Russell. I don't think Lonzo ever played with Kobe. But, yeah. Lonzo Ball, another name. Not getting traded. But his value is apparently sky high right now. Sky high. So he's going to stick around in New Orleans. And then I don't imagine he'll stay around there for another year. Um, I think he'll probably get – He'll probably um, be off somewhere else. Do you guys think that, like, if we got Lowry, his numbers would have translated? Like, I think if he if he came here and he stayed scoring whatever he's scoring right now, then either Tobias or Joel takes a hit. Like somebody somewhere just isn't scoring. Like, is, I think uh, it's I think it's Seth Curry. Yeah, I think Seth. I think it would probably be Seth. He might he might take Seth Curry's minutes and then Seth moves to the bench. When you have a guy like. Yeah, that's true. When you have a guy like Embiid on your team, like you know that he's your guy. 
you're playing through him. He's a top five caliber player. You know, when he's at his best, he could be top three, you know, like he's, he's the best of the best. You're playing through him. And then Tobias, it's the, the offense works well for Tobias. So I don't know like how much it would affect him, but I think it would definitely affect like guys like Seth and, and things like that. I would definitely, I think it would help Ben. It would help Ben just go another person to pass to and, and shoot open threes. Like Ben would probably like the addition of Lowry, but yeah, that yeah, was an interesting proposal. I, I would have liked Lowry. I would have, but I think it'll help because Pat, you were worried that he wasn't going to resign, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I wasn't worried about that because Philly, he's a Philly guy. You know, he, he calls Philly home. So I think he's, I ultimately think Lowry might end up here like next season. I could see it happening anyway. He could. Maybe it's got to be for the right price. Well, he'd be if maybe he, Toronto does like a sign and trade or something like that, mm-hmm. where they re-sign him to a his contract, and we have to give up our pieces anyway. But Maury's a really smart guy. I, I'm, you know, I'm starting to think like I might have to get a Maury flag as well if they go along with the Hinky one. The one where he's going like this. I've never seen it. Is there an actual flag of like him doing that? No, but there's a picture, and I'm sure you could just like put on one of those flag. websites and make it. Yeah, I would love to get a Maury flag as well because he's – I have trust in him. He's very competent, and I think he's going to lead us to a title. So, yeah, I think this should have been the year for the Sixers, but, yeah. Uh, what other deals went down? I mean, look. Oh, I, I like the pairing with Vucevic and, and Levine, by the way. Vucevic averaged 24 and 10. No Chicago Bowl ever. Not even Michael Jordan has averaged 24 and 10, which is a crazy, crazy stat. I did not know that. Let's see if there's any big trades uh, that are going to like shape up the East. I don't. Oh, JJ Redick. This is the West. JJ Redick going to Mavericks. He was like out of the rotation in New Orleans. I don't know whatever happened with that relationship, but he just stopped playing down there. So Dallas gets another shooter. That'll be good for them. Um, Aladipo, we already talked about. Hmm. The Rondo. Uh, Aaron Pat. Gordon. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Gordon and the Nuggets. That's a good one to go on. I know I mentioned that earlier. Nuggets are going to be legit contenders in the West if this Lakers team is still injured and stuff. I think is, – is Father Time finally caught up to LeBron that he's out another four to six weeks? Or is anyone concerned as I am? Um, hmm. No, I think he's going to be fine for the playoffs. Okay, I'm, I mean, I'm getting a little nervous. Like six weeks, that's, that's a long time to be out. And the and the injury didn't look good. Like his ankle really got twisted there. But if if he's out and AD's still coming back, he's still trying to like get into full swing in the the full like rhythm, you know, get into a full rhythm. That West is also wide open. And you saw what Denver could do last year and add in Aaron Gordon. It's just another piece of the puzzle. They they are looking like Jamal Murray, Jokic. Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., they have a really, really good team. And I think they're very well coached as well. And if you got to, if they're not doing the bubble and you got to play in the Denver altitude, good luck. Good luck. I, I'd ride the Denver wave right now. I'd get on that bandwagon soon, betters. For all I the just, betters out there, get on the I don't Denver. know how Aaron Gordon helps, though, for them, right? Because they already have um, a couple bigs, right? I mean, they have Jokic and they have, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. plays like the three or. Yeah, Paul Millsap too. Is he still on that team? Yeah, Paul Millsap, and they got uh, not on that team. Is one he of still? the one of the inbred Plumleys? <laughs> yeah, the one of the. Millers. He's not that bad. 
Miles, like, Mason, Michael. Yeah, he's, he's the better one. Oh yeah, he's yeah. Paul, Paul Millsop is still playing in in, in uh, Denver. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a good deal for them though, dude. I I really like Aaron Gordon. I think he's a good player, and I think Denver has a should be right now. They should be favorites to win the West. I know people will probably say the Clippers with the Lakers injury right now, but I like that. What do you say, Nick? The Jazz. Uh, don't get me started with the Jazz, bro. I, I I can't get behind the Jazz, man. I can't do it. Like I can't. Joey Ingles. You don't believe in Joey Ingles? Oh no, I, I like Joe Ingles, but I hate Rudy Gobert. Oh, I don't like Rudy Gobert either. But and I don't know, man. Those Jazz, man, they kind of scare me a little bit. And I don't like. Uh, well, I like watching him play, but you know the Rookie of the Year thing between Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell. Oh yeah, I don't like Donovan Mitchell either. But, I like watching Donovan Mitchell play. I think he's really good, but I can't root for him because, you know, Ben's like, um, my guy. Yeah, I don't like Donovan Mitchell either. Yeah, so I don't root for the Jazz at all. Like, they're one of my least favorite teams. Donovan Mitchell, he looks like he tells the teacher when you're throwing rocks at people at recess. Yeah. He's like, time to go. Recess is over. Come back inside. Yeah. Come back inside. Yeah. <laughs> that, dodgeball hit, that dodgeball hit me too hard. That was the time. Band. Yeah. <laughs> My mom's on the school board. She got it banned. <laughs> That's Donovan Mitchell. But yeah. Oh. And like LeBron said, no one likes Utah. Like you play 2K and you, when have you ever played with a Utah Jazz in 2K? I can honestly say never once in my life have I ever played with the Utah Jazz. No, never. Never. No one wants Maybe to. Maybe like the classic team with John Stockton. But that's it. No, I don't think I ever, I ever have even done that. But, I, I yeah. might have at one point when, because at school we would always just do three randoms. And you know, if I'm playing somebody good and we're putting money on the game, I'm not going to take, if it's like the Bulls, the Magic when they were bad or right, the right. Jazz, like I'm going to take the Jazz if I'm right. putting I don't, I, my I don't cold hard cash on it. I don't think that ever happened to me, though. I can honestly say I don't think I've ever played with the Jazz. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I have either, but if I did, I'm not liable. Yeah, never willingly. If, I, if I'm on a lie detector test right now, I'm passing because I honestly did. Uh, did we say JJ Redick? Yep, I said that. What do you think of that deal? I thought it was good uh, for the Mavericks. Well, they now have the two best JJs of all time in the NBA. JJ Barea and JJ. he's still there. He might be no. just like sitting they, on the bench or something. They, like Udonis Haslam. No, they yeah. they did a deal. I think Mark Cuban gave him like some sort of money at the beginning of the season. I, don't I remember think, that. I remember he like yeah. signed him and then cut him. Yeah, I don't so think he got paid. I don't think he's on the team anymore, but yeah. you know, Dallas Mavericks still have two of the have in their history have the two best JJs. I I never know what to feel about JJ Redick, man. When he was on the Sixers at like his high points, and he was like, you know, I, I really liked the guy, but he was such a liability on defense that I, I grew to despise him. But you know, I think he'll be good in Dallas. I do, and I I, I don't root against him. So I like his little playoff streak. I know it got ruined last year. Um, he didn't make it, but he's been the playoffs almost every year of his career except one. So hopefully he can go back. Uh, okay, I don't think I have any more big, big deals that I want to discuss. I just really wanted to talk about the Sixers one with, with George Hill and not too many. JaVale McGee's going back to Denver as well, so they get another another vet coming off the bench. So, yeah, that's it for NBA free agency. That's it for NCAA tournament. Last thing I want to discuss, real quick episode, guys, is the uh, – and Ganu versus Miocha's fight this weekend, Saturday, heavyweight championship. Just to give a little background, they fought a few years ago, and Miocha's handled them pretty well. He won. He, he won the fight. But they were both exhausted after the fight. There's crazy footage of them just, like, both passed out on a floor after, after the fight. And the problem with Nganu 
So he was too part, big. He was way too big. After that, I mean, he knocks people out in like 20 seconds, right? I know, but like he and he was actually hitting Miocic at the beginning. He was. But he's just like once he once Miocic got past those first like two rounds, it was over because uh, Ningano was just so fucking big that he could not keep up with him. Here, here's the problem I think that's going to happen in the fight. It, well, if you're a better, you might as well just throw some money down on, on Ngannou because if he connects with you good, your lights are going out, right? But the problem with Ngannou is he had the Stipe fight, and then he had a fight against Derek Lewis, which was arguably the most – well, most people say it's the most boring fight in UFC history because those are the two heaviest hitters of all time, and um, they wouldn't throw at each other. They just wouldn't punch because they were both scared of getting knocked out. But since then, Francis has had like a four-fight win streak – and it's been like 20 seconds, 20 seconds, a minute, and then like 40 seconds. His last four fights have been like under three minutes combined or, or something under four. It's been under a round combined, which is nuts for his past four fights. I think that's going to be a problem because when you get into which when he went five rounds with Cipe, you have a, I have a funny feeling it's going to be another dragged out championship five round fight. And if you've only been in the ring for less than a round since that fight, you know, aside from the Derek Lewis fight, like you don't have the experience again. Like you've been knocking people out. I'm sure that's good for your confidence. You knock them out like with the first punch you hit. But the fact that he doesn't have the experience worries me. Now, what I'll say in favor of Ngannou is Stipe had three really good fights. His past three fights have been against Daniel Cormier, who's now retired. The first fight, Cormier knocked him out. Second fight, Stipe knocked him out. And then the third one, he won by a decision. Now, what I'll say is that if, if Cormier can knock Nganu out, or Cormier can knock Miotis out, Nganu can definitely do it. But I think the problem was that Stipe only got knocked out by Cormier because he didn't give his chin enough time to rest in between fights. And I think his last fight, Stipe's this is, was around six months ago. So I think he gave himself enough time to heal the chin and, and things like that. But, I mean, he's been in three really good fights with Daniel Cormier. So who knows how his chin's going to hold up. And if he gets connected by Nganu, I think his lights will go out. So I think betters, if you're, like, just willing to throw some money on it, throw some money on Nganu on the knockout, like the first round. But if you had my pick, my pick is Stipe. My pick's going to be Stipe. I think he wins the fight. But, you know, betting. You might have some, you know, first I, think it, knockout. I think it depends on the shape that Ngano is in. If he can slim down and get in better shape, um, like uh, cardio wise, then he wins. You know, what's crazy is he's got better hands than Stipe, without a doubt. You know, well, he's got definitely more power. I mean, that is guy. Is there a big age difference? And, uh, I don't and know. Stipe can't knock Ngano out. Stipe cannot knock him out. I don't know, dude. Stipe's knocked out some pretty big can't. Dude, he beat the shit out of Ngannou with his like last three rounds, and Ngannou was just—he's just there. Like he, you can't knock him out. Yeah, but it was like the, it was like on the ground a lot of it, wasn't it? Yeah, but he was getting hit a little bit, and like, well, why why didn't he choke him out? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's you know he's too strong. It's it's easier said than done, right? But uh, I want to say this: I think it's crazy that Ngannou is the favorite again. He was the favorite going into the first fight. Stipe Miocic is the greatest heavyweight of all time. Just beat Daniel Cormier twice. He's had I, the dude, most, I, I he has have the a most, feeling. He has I the most feeling heavyweight. Better. 
He has the most heavyweight title defenses in you have in, in history. He has the most title defenses in history in the heavyweight division. Has this beaten Daniel Cormier, one of the best of all times, two out of three times? And somehow he's still the underdog. This is the second half. Four years division. older. CPS. Yeah, he's 38. Ngannou's 34. Okay. I didn't know. Well, I did not know Ngannou was that old. I knew Stipe was older. I thought Francis may have been a little bit younger. Yeah, my my pick is Stipe. I think by decision again. I think it's just a grueling fight. Like he just drags it out and negates. Like I think he's going to bring it to the ground. I think we'll put it to the ground. Uh, but if I was a better, put money on first round knockout Francis. You know, little little three piece bet. I think it was. Uh, I think Brian Ortega was supposed to fight Volkanovski for a belt on this card as well, but that fight got canceled due to COVID. Let me ask you guys this, and um, I mean, you don't have to go into too much detail about it, but the UFC is going back to fans in the arena. They have a card coming up in Jacksonville, fifteen thousand fans, and I think the lightweight belt is going to be on the line in Houston in a, in a couple months. Michael Chandler versus Charles Ola, Charles Oliveira. That's also going to have fans in it. Are you guys, do you, is, you guys excited to see fans back in the arena? I know I am. I'm, I'm pumped for it. It's like, it's okay. Like I, I still enjoy watching sports, you know, in the bubbles and with no fans. Like I'll still watch a fight with, with no fans. Cause that's what a lot of the fights are like leading up to the main event. There's sometimes no fans in the arena. So I'm used to that. But when you get like a crazy atmosphere in the arena and you're watching it on TV, like it's something about it. It, it makes it better. So if everything's done safely, I'm really looking forward to having fans back in these arenas, man. Yeah, when somebody's like has like a flurry and like everybody starts going nuts and like it starts building up like a knockout, that shit is awesome. And then like when they win it, like oh, the announcers cool. get like I don't know. If I feel like everybody gets a little more energy when like the fans are there. Like the announcers calls a little better. The fighters like reactions a little better. Like even in like like hockey, like basketball, like when there's fans and like they start going nuts, like you get into it a little more. It's it's more it's way more fun. But I mean, it's yeah. still enjoyable without it. But it's it's always a little better with the fans there. Yeah, like I, I agree exactly. Like sports have definitely provided like some comfort in the time of COVID. Like even with no fans, but having the fans of the arena just provides a different energy. Pass. You just put in the chat the links. I, I saw the links. I, I yeah, dude, take a look at those pictures. He was massive against. Uh, Miocic, and then he's I think he's since slimmed down a bit. Yeah, it's gotten better. It definitely looks like that from the pictures. He definitely looks a little slimmer uh, compared to the Francis fight. So hopefully that helps him for your sake. I know you're I know you're a big Francis guy. I think the UFC is definitely rooting for Francis to win this, though, man. They're definitely rooting for him because I love Stipe, but he's like this. He's a he's like a mumble. Yeah, he was gigantic in the first in the first Miocic fight. But like I said, Steep is like a mumbler. Like he's just, he like anytime he does an interview, he's like garble, 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 garble. Like you can hardly understand him, even though he's an American. Like he speaks English uh, and things like that fluently. But he's just a mumbler, and he's not. He doesn't like get into the spirit of the fight. He's he's just like, oh, it's a fight. That's a fight. And he's a firefighter. Like he kind of just like it's almost like he does fighting on the side and stuff. Like he doesn't care about it as much. And he's a stand up guy. I, I love me some Steep Miocic, man. I'm a big fan of this. But I definitely think for like marketing purposes. UFC is rooting for Francis in this one. Uh, one thing I wanted to say, Nick, about the fans, like, so Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier look like they're going to run run this back for a third third fight. It's, nothing's official yet. But we know that the score is one-to-one, and we know that fans are back in the arenas in, like, Texas and Florida and stuff like that. I'm excited to see how this fight, third fight, plays out with the fans back in the arena because there's, like, the McGregor effect, man. Like when you're just fighting with no fans, like it's just like a 
advanced sparring session. Like you, yeah. feel, you, you can hear your coaches and things like that. But when you hear like a roar of a crowd with a McGregor fight and all the buildup and the walkouts and the press conferences, like it's a different environment. And that that's where McGregor has really made his like, he almost beats the guys before he even steps in the cage with them. So I think that's definitely going to help McGregor. And the, I know he said he wants to fight three times this year. And the fact that they're doing Michael Chandler, who only has one UFC win versus Charles Oliveira, who's on a crazy win streak that pretty much says that they're going to do the Poirier fight against McGregor next. Um, Cause Poirier should have been in the lightweight title picture. Like if they were going to, now that could be vacated the title officially, Poirier should have been in the, in the title fight, the you know, for the vacant belt. And the fact that he isn't shows that they're doing uh, the McGregor fight, which is which is a smart decision. Let me ask you this, and we'll wrap up the show. If you were Dustin Poirier, right, you've already been an interim champion. Um, you fought in McGregor twice. You've gotten the payday twice. If you had a chance to go after the vacant belt, belt again and become unified world champion, undisputed world champion, I should say, or get the money from the McGregor fight for the third time, which one would you pick? The money. The, okay. You got money? Uh, I mean, it depends. Like, some of the guys in the UFC are kind of weird. He probably would make more money from the McGregor fight. Oh, not, not probably. He definitely no, he would. He would. Then he would from defending his belt, like, a couple times. Like, it's probably that kind of crazy, crazy, crazy money. Yeah, he'd get, he'd get over a million. Yeah, and, and there's a saying in, the, uh, in fighting and, like, the combat sports world. It's get in, get rich, get out. So... He had he's had his interim belt. I think he's you know he's going after the money, and I don't blame him. I think it's probably smarter for him and his family. And if he believes he's going to be Connor again, he's going to be he's going to be yeah. He, like, then he beats him, then he gets a title fight. Then he gets a title fight again anyway, and he's you know been destroying everybody. So good business move, Mister Poirier. So I don't have anything else to talk about, guys. No, I'm I'm I smell so bad right now because I wow. just like worked out before I ate, and then okay. I got right on here. So uh, I'm gonna go get a shower. Nick, I appreciate you sacrificing like the uh, the bo. You had to smell your own bo just to do the show this week, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah right? I love our listeners so much. That's right. That's right. Our loyal <laughs> listeners, baby. We got to come up with a nickname for our listeners now. But the dwellers, to the dwellers. You know, I know yeah. we're technically we're technically the dwellers, I guess. But they can they can also be dwellers. Who knows? Uh, all right, guys. I will talk to you soon. Hopefully next week we get another episode in with all four of us or something like that. I know we missed a couple weeks, um, you know, prior to last week. So I'm gonna try and get these out a little bit more consistently again. But until then, guys, enjoy all the sports. We got hockey, basketball, March Madness, crazy trade deadlines going on, draft stuff, all these mock drafts. It's it's crazy talk. We'll talk about it all very very soon. Pleasure as always. Peace out.